Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone. Athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage Podcast. My special guest today is Saul White Jr., a.k.a. Flip. Saul, how's it going? It's going good. Thank you for having me on the show, on the podcast. a pleasure to be here. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I've been trying to get you on for a while now. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Now, going back growing up, I know you grew up near Chicago, uh, what was that like, and how'd you get involved in basketball? Oh man, it was. I grew up in a little small town on the outskirts of of Chicago called Summit, Summit, Illinois. But like Summit, Argo, we take the Argo part from Argo, Illinois. Man, it's like it was a lot <laughs> growing up in that small town. But it was all it was all love, and it made me right in the day. But uh, what got me into basketball uh, was my father. My father put the uh, the, the basketball in my hand at a young age, at the age of four. So he, I come from a basketball family with him playing with uh, Doc Rivers and against Isaiah Thomas at St. Joe's. So I come, I come from a basketball family. Everybody in my family played basketball, so it was only right that I played basketball. But at the time, my favorite sport when I was younger was football. I love football, but. Like I said, it was a it was a basketball family, so it was only it was only a matter of time before I took over that basketball role. Did, did you play football growing up too? Yeah, I played football growing up as well. Uh, running back, wide receiver. All right, in high school, uh, I did. I didn't. I didn't play. I did it like before high school, and then I did it. Only tried out for high school my senior year because a lot of people was. Was saying I couldn't, you know what I mean? People were yeah. talking mess. I couldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. So, you know what I mean? I, I, even it was looking at it, it was bad on my part, but I was proving a point. So I went in and tried out for football. And, you know what I mean? I made the team and I, I took the, the person's spot that was talking big cash. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> after that, after I came in and took his spot, I quit. Coach was, oh, he was heated at me. He was so pissed. <laughs> he was, oh, coach was so mad at me for doing that. Believing like that, I just did that just to prove a point. Like, you yeah. know I mean, y'all talk a lot about basketball players. You know, what I mean, the, the football coach at the time he didn't like basketball players. He said our work ethics wasn't wasn't up to par with football players. So I just went in there and proved a point and left. <laughs> That's funny. So your basketball career, I know uh, you attended the same high school as your dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what was same that? High school, same college. Oh, it's dope. Yeah. So what what was that like? Oh, at at the time, you know, I didn't know. Uh, I just heard stories about all the stuff my father did. You know, what I mean, his basketball story, what he accomplished, and all that stuff. So, I just heard stories, but it was it was pretty it was pretty cool hearing the stories, even though I wasn't able to see them in action, like live, or even remember. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. his his skills, but. Like going around, even to this day, just going around, just hearing the stories about him and all the stuff that he accomplished. It was 
my high school, it was, it was done. It was, it was easy for me. Like, I didn't have problems, you know what I mean, with grades or anything like that. School was easy for me. So I just had to focus on sports because my parents, you know what I mean, my parents made sure I, I, I was on my schoolwork and all that other stuff. So I was, mm-hmm. I was big on it. But basketball, we just go outside with my friends after school or in school. We go into the park. The park was right there. All us, all the schools, junior high, elementary, high school was literally right down the street from all of our houses. So we could just walk there, walk to the park afterwards. Didn't even take our school clothes off. We had the park. <laughs> That's playing. <laughs> Twenty one team, whatever. Then get in the house, and and, and my mom will be will be mad at me because <laughs> I ain't dirtied up my school clothes outside <laughs> playing basketball. <laughs> gotcha. So who had who had more points, uh, your dad or you at the high school? Oh, my dad. <laughs> my dad. My, I was in the, in the conference. Uh, we had top. Well, we had a top three. I think I believe uh, my cousin was like number thirteen. Was like thirteen thirteen point five points a game, and I was like seventeen. Oh, uh, seventeen or eighteen with uh no, I think I was seventeen with three point uh three point two points a game and then my cousin was was coming coming in the back with three point points a game. So we had the top three on there on the board for our conference. We just at that time we just didn't know. <laughs> I we didn't know like what we had. We did some crazy stuff yeah. like in 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 the games like one of my cousins, his name was Robert Jackson. Like he was ranked because I, I, my freshman year, I went to um, California to live with my dad for one year. But my cousin, uh, he was ranked his freshman year. He was ranked his freshman year in, in high school, ranked in the country. So he's putting up, he's putting up major buckets as you know, what I mean, as a freshman, especially. But as the years when I came back, came back my sophomore year, as the years went on, he didn't develop. He stayed that same place. He still, he still. A monster. He just, it, well, I wouldn't say it's his fault. Well, it's probably his fault and the coaches. You know what I mean? Coaches' fault. You know what I mean? Playing to him and not helping him develop your skill to the, for the next level. But I was under, I was always an underdog. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And my, the coaches, the coaches had an issue with me because they had an issue with my father. So it trickled down. The coaches had an issue with my older brother because of my father. And then it trickled down to me. Like with playing time and all this stuff, they used to take it out on me because of how they felt about my father. The stuff they when he left Argo and went, you know, what I mean, to the other school mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So <laughs> he left high school, transferred high school. So they trickled down on us. So, but me, I, I was still, I was still a virgin. I didn't care. I understood the dynamic of it and what was going on. But that didn't stop me. I was the underdog. I was a bully. So I, I was, I was coming. Well, regardless if you stop me or not, I'm coming. You ain't you ain't gonna stop me from getting you know me from getting my starting spot or from getting my playing time. I'm gonna work, even though I had at that time I had an attitude problem. So yeah. it go hand in hand. Gotcha. <laughs> it go hand in hand. Yeah, and I know I know you could do crazy dunks now, but what age were you when you first were able to dunk? <laughs> oh man, I, I we had a in the, in our in our hood we had a room that we called the jammer. It was about nine, nine, nine feet, nine and a half feet, probably about nine. And we used to just run. We used to love going on that side. We, it was full court. One rim was 10, the other one was nine. So we used to love, I used to love being on that side of the rim. Like we try to argue picking rims. No, we got this rim right here. Just so we can dunk. <laughs> just so we can dunk. So we used to practice dunking on that rim. That helped me 
dunking on the lower room, that helped me uh, be able to dunk on Terry on Terry. But I didn't start dunking until my so- I remember it too, my sophomore year in high school when I came back from Cali. Uh, went back to Argo with my guys and everything. My first dunk was yeah, my sophomore year in high school. I remember it was Oakland got a fast break. It was a rim grazer. But it was still, I mean, I still put it in. I still put it in. And I was pumped that got a fast record tip off and dunked them. I was like, oh, like, yo, this is crazy. And after that, it was over. After that, I started dunking on people my, my junior year in high school. That's when I was like, all right. That's when I fully tapped into my potential. Like, okay, I can could, I could really do something. At the beginning, I, didn't, I played basketball just to play basketball. I, I didn't have that passion yet because I played it so much. My father pushed it on me so much. Mm-hmm. I was in basketball camps, at the basketball camps. I was in everything basketball. You know what I mean? So it was just, I was just playing it. Uh, my junior year, when I started dunking people and fully t- testing out my potential, I was like, yeah, okay, I could really do something with this. Gotcha. And then I know you went to the same community college as your dad, too. So what was it like playing there? Oh, uh, going going. I went to uh, Moraine Valley Community College. It was at that at the time I had I had what I had Northern, but Northern Illinois wasn't a basketball school at that time. I didn't I too much care. It was a football school at that time, so I didn't want to go there. Then I had I forgot the other school for track, and I just did my track. I just did track my my senior year. I just did it just to try it out and wind up being good. Jump six six, my first jump and high jump. So. I had a scholarship for that too, but I knew I didn't. I wasn't gonna do track. So, Moraine Valley was offering me a full ride, and my father went there. So that was like that was a no brainer. My father went to that school, and the coach that coached my father went there. You know, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm go to the JUCO first, then I'm gonna bump up to D one. So once I signed my, uh, we always talk about it. His name's Bill Fan. We always talk about it. As soon as I signed my letter, he retired. <laughs> oh man! Soon, soon as I signed my letter, he retired. Like, yo, you're the only reason why I came to this school. Because, you know what I mean? Because of you. And soon when I signed, you retired. We got a coach, uh, Dedrick Shannon. He never coached college before. New coach, new to the system, new to everything. And I get there, you know, and he don't even know that I'm on a team, that I'm full ride here. You know what I mean? He don't even know my name, don't know nothing. He getting all his people that, you know me, off the street, figure out his team together and mm-hmm. doing all stuff. So I'm like, yo, so I go to trials and all this stuff like, you know what I mean? Like trials, I'm coming here to trial. I'm on a full ride here. What am I trying out for? So, <laughs> so I go there like, yo, so we do the trial. And the only reason why they took notice of me, because I tried to dunk his six, eight center. <laughs> I just missed it off the back iron. Come down the middle, boom, take off on him. No, he didn't, you know, body to body. Uh, I just miss it off the back iron. He stopped like, eh. all the time I'm like, yo, who this dude right here? You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, yo, who this? So I'm like, man, I tell him who I am. And I'm like, man, I'm on a full ride here. What you mean? Who am I? So we got introduced to each other and all that stuff, man. That was, that was, you know what I mean? A, college was a, a, a rough ride. Like I say, dealing with, dealing with mental issues, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dealing with mental issues, dealing with problems at, at, at my house and all that stuff. So college was, it was a blur. Could have been a lot better, but you know what I mean? Everything happened for a reason. I went through and all that stuff. College, that college overall was a great college. Moraine Valley is a great college. 
Uh, I love everybody, uh, everybody there. It was just bad, bad timing yeah. in my life. You know what I mean? I should have went to, you know what I mean, to a campus and got away from a lot of stuff. I'd have, I'd probably have been a lot better off if I went to a campus. But like I say, things happen for a reason. You learn from it and you move forward. Yeah, for sure. And then how did you uh, end up getting on the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, with the, the Harlem Globetrotters, well, I was, when I, when I stopped at Moraine Valley, I did, uh, I started working. Started working at a nursing home and I started driving a forklift. So I was doing that and still going to Moraine Valley doing my class and everything. Plus, at that time, I had a, a, a what, he probably, did, at 23, I was, I got a son. I had my son mess around, got a son. S3 came. So, put, spent some time out there. He came. I was like, all right, I got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> my son came. At that time, I was good. I was driving for a and working at a nursing home. So, money was good. I was at a, I had a one-bedroom one apartment. So, everything, money was, was no problem. I was definitely getting good pay driving a forklift. And then the nursing home was just extra bread just to have it in there. My rent at that time was only six. Six thirty. <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. And I was getting eighteen an hour, twenty two an hour overtime, driving a forklift, and minimum wage with the uh, nursing home. So that them two together, I was had extra money. So that was nothing. So I was like, but once I had my son, I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta do something. My, my determination just went, you know, what I mean higher. I just tapped in. I focused. Like, okay, I need to do something. So I was gonna go to. I was about to go to uh, what was. Purdue Calumet. I had a, a workout with Purdue Calumet. I went there and went to Purdue Calumet just to work out with them. And the workout, I had my the girls' coach. The girls' coach came with me, Delwin. He came with me to the trials because I needed somebody to come with me. So I went to the workout with them. Got busy with them. Turned out, he was like, he looked at me, um, the, the girls' coach, the coach looked at me. He's like, man, you got to do, because I was playing. I was just playing. I said, I was just filling out everybody. I wasn't doing nothing at the time to stand out, but I was just, I got to feel you first before I just go bananas. So <laughs> he was like, hey, he looked at me. He's like, hey, you got to do something. You got to do something to stand out. I was like, all right, when he told me that, the next play, <laughs> grab the rebound, <laughs> boom, fast break, coming down. Everybody in the hole, come down, took off from the dotted, no lie. Boom! <laughs> Everybody go crazy, like, yo! <laughs> and right there, it's a little by me right there. Like, yo, they stopped it like, all right, who this dude? So they, uh, after that, I went and got my, uh, had my transcripts and they looked at my transcripts and everything. Couple classes short. It was like I had to sit out a year. So I'm like, all right, okay. At that time, I'm like, I'm looking like 24, going to be 25. I'm looking at like, man, me trying to play, play basketball, play, play college ball at that age. I'm like, man, I'm trying to. I'm looking to do something else. I'm overseas or whatnot. So I worked with them. I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to go back to, uh, class and do my stuff. I had a couple college, had a college out here in Oklahoma that came to see me too, showed out for them. They wanted me. And then I was supposed to go to Robert Morris. So Robert Morris coach wanted, wanted me as well, but I had to sit out. I went there, worked out with them, had to sit out a year again. So I'm like, you know what? All right. My man was like, Hey, have you ever thought about playing for the globe charters? I was like, no, <laughs> never <laughs> thought about playing for the Globetrotters. I didn't even know how to become, you know what I mean, a Harlem Globetrotter. I didn't know nothing. About, you know what I mean? I watched them when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandparents used to take me to the games to see them. And what made me like the Harlem Globetrotters, when I saw them, I tell people all the time when I saw them with my favorite cartoon, Scooby-Doo, when I saw them on there, 
that's when I was like, oh, these, these were the guys that I used to go see. So he's like, all right, make a video on YouTube. I know somebody on the other team that can hook you up. So I'm like, all right, bet. Made a video on me showcasing my dunking ability, all that stuff. They saw my video and my man came out. Uh, Jimmy Miles came out. He used to play for the Generals. He came out and he uh, worked out with me. He's playing uh, basketball. Just went to a uh, open gym. He was throwing me hoops. I was going to get him. He's like, okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. They can use you. So they saw he, he turned in my video. They saw my video by the man named Al Clarker. He sees everybody like player, player, personality. He sees everybody and he gets the talent and all that stuff. So he called me like he saw your video. He's like, saw your video and we want to, we, we love it and we want to fly you out to uh, trials in Philadelphia. So I'm like, all right, bet, let's do it. So flew out to uh, Philadelphia for trials, and the trials was regular basketball. Like, you then go try to start a basketball first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before you do the tricks and stuff, they want to see your skills. So we did, everybody came there. We had five on five. Like, we had a whole bunch of people there. Like, all right, five on five, let's do it. We ended up hooping, like, <laughs> like hooping, hooping, like, talking junk, getting into it. Like, we fighting for a job right now, so it ain't no buddy-buddy, there ain't no friends, because not too many people know each other. You're yeah. coming from different parts. You may know somebody, you may know this person, but no, we was going at it. It was straight battles, five on five. We got we had a couple dudes, seven, eight, seven, three, seven, four. <laughs> so they was out there getting get busy, and I tried to dunk. I, I missed it, though. I, I was, At that time, I was straight basketball. I was, I was straight for the street. So at that time, I was I was straight bully ball. So I tried to dunk the seven four. <laughs> he didn't block it. He didn't block it. I missed it off the back iron. Try to take. I tried to take off on him. It could have been a little offensive foul a little bit because I I didn't really stand my elbow, but I put my arm out to protect myself. So it probably wasn't. But it was like the Devin Booker. Yeah. It was like that one when when they called the offensive on it and Devin Booker didn't extend his arm. He just put it out there to protect himself. And they called they called that a. Uh, uh, no, what, no, it wasn't Devin Booker. It was, what's the name? From Utah. Uh, uh, Rudy Gobert? <laughs> no, no, it was a, <laughs> who was it? It was a, it was short. Was it from, it was, was it from the Nets on Utah? It was somebody. It was somebody short. It was recently, it was all on sports center. He took off on him and they called it a, uh, what Devin Booker, I forgot who it was. And they called it an offensive foul. And he just put his arm out. He didn't extend it, so it wasn't. It was all over. Talking about that wasn't off the foul, but that's exactly how it was. Mm-hmm. Body to body, seven foot four. I'm five eleven, going up on a seven seven foot four person. You know, man, just missing off the back iron. So they after that, we um, went back to the hotel, and then they just had a meeting night. And put, it got everybody then you know. So that was just nerve wracking. Been in that hotel, like yeah, talking. We had roommates talking to like, what? How you think you did? <laughs> Dude, you did good all that stuff that's, that's nerve wracking like waiting till your name to be your, the phone to call you like yeah it's your turn for your your uh your meeting like alright so go down to my meeting I'm nervous as it is like okay like what I got what I got left after this I'm like go back to driving a forklift at the nursing home so I'm like alright so I left it all I'd have been said I left it all on the table got me on the floor mm-hmm. like you know I left it all let's see what they got to say go down they like like what you did, all that other kind of stuff, and like we think you'll be a great uh, peace card team and all that stuff. So I'm like, oh, let's go, play <laughs> team and everything. So once you make the team, they you go to training camp and all that stuff. That's when they like teach you the tricks. They like some of the vets. 
they show you the tricks and all that stuff. So they show you the tricks and trade, but it's up to you to go to your room or go back home to work on them tricks yourself. You want the job, you got to work on the stuff yourself. So I never spent the ball on my finger, you know what I mean, did tricks like that. It was just strictly basketball for me. But, I mean, I didn't have nothing else. I had to uh, go back to work at a nine-to-five or learn how to spin this basketball on my finger. So I went to I went to the house, learned to spin this basketball on my finger and learned to develop the tricks and everything. So been put been been doing work and put nine years with this with the organization. So it's been it's been a ride. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what yeah, what year was that? What was that? Two thousand uh 2011? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because I mean, that was before that. I was playing semi pro right before right before that. Only only my first season with uh Ohio Head and Jazz playing uh semi pro only went four games played four games with them before the Harlem Globetrotters called me uh, out. The last game I played for semi pro, I had 18 points and, uh, what, like six rebounds or something like that. Yeah. And the last game I played, and the Globetrotters, I was like, yo, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, the Harlem Globetrotters, obviously, like, legendary. So what, what has it been like, like, you know, doing the shows and, like, traveling with them? I know, I've heard, you've been to all 50 states, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a ride, you know, it's been a ride. I, I, in the nine years, coming from, you know what I mean, it's, a, it's truly a blessing, you know what I mean, coming from a small town, you know what I mean, my town's super small, coming from there, and not too many people get out of that, like right there, Chicago, not too many people leave, leave, and not too many people have the opportunity. A lot of people only know Chicago, know Argo, you know what I mean, don't know mm-hmm. nothing else but that, but to come out of there and, travel around and hit all 50 states and 60 plus different countries in nine years. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. For sure. What was, how about, we'll take it back. What, what was your first game with the Harlem Globetrotters like? Were you like nervous? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember my first game. My first game was at, uh, it was, what you call it? It was Pittsburgh. Remember, remember going to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh on the, the first, the first game, it was like 12, 12.5. In the crowd, like, and I was with uh, man before Special K. He played with my brother overseas, so he was a showman at that time. And like, when he threw me because to do my tricks, when he threw me the ball on the outside of the circle, and oh man, I saw all that crowd. I, <laughs> I had froze a little bit, <laughs> but I snapped back and did my tricks and got out of there. But I was like, yo, I never been in front of this many, you know, what I mean, this many people like performing, like playing. Like twelve point five, like yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. My first game, of course, I was nervous, but I'm like, I gotta get this money. So I made it. I made it happen after. You know, what I mean, the first bucket. That's anything. Anytime I play basketball, you know, what I mean, once I get my first bucket in, I'm good after that. I got. I got to see that ball go through the net. Then the nerves leave off my body. So you know, it was. It was definitely. I was a nervous fella in my first game, but it was also a, a, a elect, electrifying just being in front and just feeling that atmosphere, just being a part. Uh, that was like, it was amazing. Straight goosebumps. Yeah, and going back to when you were talking about you had to, you had to learn all the tricks and stuff like that, but how did you go about doing that? And how did, how did you learn like all these crazy dunk moves too? Oh, well, the, the dunks. See the crazy part about it, a lot my my people know from 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 the hood, my town. The crazy stuff that you see me doing 
crazy stuff that people see me doing on a basketball court. I was doing this way before the globe trot. Me on top of the rim. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, me standing on top of them, climbing on stuff. I've been doing this since I was a kid. Flipping off monkey bars, flipping off swings, flipping off gates. You know what I mean? Flipping off rooftops onto dirty mattresses in the backyard. <laughs> like, this stuff I was doing, you know what I mean? This is nothing new. It's just like, yo, I got a, a huge crowd in front of me. I'm like, hey, let me, that's how my, my creative mind came out. I was like, hey, let me try some of this stuff that I did in the backyard. Yeah, hey, let me see how it goes. Like, would it win here? And like, me standing on top of the rim, you know what I mean? I did that. Like, <laughs> that's me. All this stuff comes from me. So I'm like, I stand on top of the rim and I flip off the rim like, I was doing this stuff in the backyard and to see people, thousands of people see me and like, yo, and they love it. Like, yo, I was doing this and, and like one in front of one or two people, <laughs> like my, my friends in the backyard and doing the tricks. Like, of course we did some street ball. You know what I mean? Looking at and one. Yeah. Of course we tried some of the tricks doing the and one. It's like, okay, like, all right, I could do this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? With the globe trying So I'm like, all right, let me put some stuff together. Let me look at some of the veterans. The veterans will show they circle and show they tricks and everything. And I study. Yeah, I study them. I study their tricks and study, all right, they do it this way. All right, and I got some people showing me, all right, do it this way. So, all right, I take it back to, to the, my hotel room or I went when I went back home, I go on YouTube and I look at, you know what I mean, uh, freestyle balling. I look at a couple people online at that freestyle balling. That's how I started off doing. I'm a study, even with basketball. That's I always did. I study highlights. I will look at a, a a player that I know that's out my range. I look if I'm looking if I'm the if I'm the point guard. I'm looking at you know what I mean people that's point guard that I can that I can adapt to. I look at LeBron because even on five eleven, my style is like his. And I also go to like all right Kyrie or and that's how I used to do Kyrie or AI or anybody like that or MJ. That's the the model my you know what I mean my style of play after them so. When I was looking at the freestylers, I go to different freestylers. Oh, I go to the history. I go look at Curly Neal or Netherlock. I look at different stuff. To, I went to history. I went back on YouTube. Just look at different history. Like, okay, this is how they did their moves. This is how they did that. All right, let me study that to get my stuff down packed. So I look at X players and all that stuff. That's how I, honestly, that's how I developed my trick. Just looking and studying the next person and going back into the archives of old, uh, Hard and low, try to players to develop my skills. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I remember uh, when you made the video for me in the Savage shirt, and uh, all my friends were like, everyone like looked at it, and then they were like, "Wait, this guy just had like cargo pants, cargo shorts on," and then they were like, "Wait, he just had like <laughs> he had like Chuck Taylors on, like what? Like no basketball shoes? Like what? Oh, obviously they're basketball shoes, but you know what I mean. No, like the new technology stuff. Everyone's going crazy. They're like, yeah. "What the hell? He did it, and he did it so easy." <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that I call that the legend of the crazy part about it. Like I said, that's something wasn't new either. I was doing my legend of Tarzan before the Harlem Globetrotters as well. I was just doing that in college, like in layup line. Yeah. <laughs> I do it in the layup line in college, just dunking, and people look at me crazy, like, what is, what is that? Like, <laughs> that's just, I don't know. I don't even know, to be honest, I don't know where that came from how I did it or what made me do it. I, I don't know, but when I did it in the globe trotter, the crowd, you know what I mean? was going, the crowd went nuts when I first did it. And my coach liked it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, what's that? You know what I mean? Do that. You know, put it in the fast break and I do it. And I came up with the name. Like it, I didn't have a name before, 
what I was thinking. Like I'm swinging, I'm super, I'm super athletic and all that stuff. So I'm like, all right, I like Tarzan. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna call that the Legend of Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> and then just and Bird, I got the name when I was playing with the Globetrotters, but I was doing that dunk way before the Globetrotters. But like I say, Globetrotters put me on that main stage, like to do stuff that I I did with a small crowd, like. The stuff, like, the stuff that you see me, the people that see me doing it, like, they look at me like I'll do it, like, you know what I mean, ease and everything, not because I've been doing it way before them. God has got on a bigger stage to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Are you ready for some uh, fun questions that are going to go from average to savage? Let's do it. Uh, Cubs or White Sox? White Sox. Uh, what's your favorite song right now? Favorite song right now? Oh. Right now, oh man, I got I said a lot, but right now I was just listening. I'm gonna say Godzilla because I was Eminem because I was in, <laughs> I was just listening to it. So I'm gonna say that right now, Godzilla, rocking with it. <laughs> but I, I I like a lot. I'm my music is all over the place in country, pop, alternative. I'm all over the place, hip hop, R and B. Gotcha. Um, I think this one might be kind of obvious, but how how'd you get the nickname Flip? <laughs> get that all the time I'm freaking athletic and I'm acrobatic I love to flip <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite state uh, that you visited and country favorite state that I visited of course it's going to be you know what I mean Chicago where I'm, where I'm from playing in that, uh, the United Center for the first time was and Spice Adams came where <laughs> Spice Adams came to play with us well, I ain't gonna say Spice Adams. I'll say Cream Cream Biggums, but that's his basketball alter <laughs> ego. Cream Biggums came out and had fun with us at uh, at the UC. But Chicago, of course, big, just just playing in front of all my my friends and my family and the uh, the young generation that's looking up and looking for somebody to be be inspiration for them. That was, that was real meaningful. But of course, just going around, and I have no. Of course, my hometown, but it's like I have no favorite. It's, it's fun going wherever, wherever state I go, just putting smiles on me and the people facing me. In the country, yeah. country, um, Jerusalem, number one, religious reasons, of course. Uh, number two, Rome. I'm an art major. I love the Vatican, the Sistine Chapel, the Coliseum, uh, Dubai, number three. I rode my first ATV in the, in the dunes <laughs> out there, out there in the sand and everything. That was fun. We're on the Richmond country uh, for Australia. There's been this, you know, the Opera House saying that it's just, it's just beautiful. I'm a, I love architects, so I love, love to go in different countries and seeing different architectures, seeing different buildings. You know, you come to the States, you see everybody buildings is like the same. It's not really a design. You get certain places like Vegas and Cali, you see different different designs, but you go over, go over uh, overseas, you see all the buildings is different. <laughs> it's not really the same. Yeah. So I love seeing that. What about who who's your favorite uh WWE wrestler? I know you're a big WWE guy. Oh, huge, huge <laughs> WWE fan. Uh Rex. My guy is it, Undertaker the Rock Stone Cold. Hey, but yeah, right classic. now. Yeah, I'm classic <laughs> to the bone, but right now, my favorite, you know what I mean? Right now, I definitely go I got Roman Reigns, uh uh my boys the Usos, that's rocking with them New Day. Uh, definitely Seth Rollins. I'm loving his his Messiah right now. He's tapping into that Arthur Ego. But definitely new new stuff. Women, uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, who else? Uh, I love Ripley, the new one. She she's she's the uh, she's doing work. Shayna Baszler. 
Did you see the movie that they did it based on uh, the girl Paige? Oh, I haven't seen that one with the rug. I haven't seen. Well, I, oh. I, I love Paige too. She was the monster. Yeah. That sucks that you know what I mean with her injuries. Yeah, that was a, it. Was a good movie. I didn't even know like what it was about before I watched it. Pretty much, so it was cool. Um, oh yeah, to get tapped into it and know about yeah. Paige. Yeah, Paige. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. she's a monster. Um. Oh yeah. Didn't you? You get? Didn't it? Um. Some WWE superstars come to your game one time or like participated in the game yeah we had Undertaker participate he came him and Michelle McCool came to the game with, with his family that was man <laughs> it was crazy like like I don't I don't get it you know what I mean I don't I don't snap out and get like starstruck from anybody because my mentality is like I'm I feel like I'm there too yeah. I feel like I'm the same I feel like you know what I mean so I don't freak out no matter who I see I mean, I'm cool and calm and collective but when my 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 man's Dante, he he whispered in my ear, he was like, "Hey, Undertaker here." I'm like, "I look at my man, man, stop playing." I'm like, "Yo, he ain't here, stop playing." He's like, "Yes, he is. Look," and I look up. He's in my. I'm I'm doing the magic pass. Magic pass. We got kid. We we have people come thirty minutes before the game and have a little fun and with the magic pass. Like you come take pictures, learn tricks from some of the globe trotters. So he, I look up and he's in my line. Mark is in my line with uh, his daughter and his, family, and his wife, Michelle McCool. So I'm like, yo, I'm looking at him like, <laughs> I'm trying to play it cool. <laughs> I'm trying to be calm. Like, yo, this is one of my favorite wrestlers, like, in my line. I'm going to get to spin the ball on his daughter's finger. Like, yo. So I'm spinning the ball on the kid's finger, like, having fun taking pictures with them. I'm still looking up like, all right, he's getting closer. He's getting closer. And he gets to me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm playing cool. I'm like, how you doing? Like paying attention, like like I don't know him. <laughs> like, yeah. all right, how you doing? All right, spin the ball on the finger. I'm like, all right, appreciate you coming. I played cool, like, but he came in the back once the halftime. He came in the back, man. I told him, I was like, I almost lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost lost it when you came in my line. He was like, he was like, you did good. You played it cool. I was like, I had no choice to play it cool <laughs> out here. So it was dope to meet him. I, uh, Kofi King's there, met him. Mojo Riley, uh, Mojo Riley. That's my that's my man. Mojo, my guy. You know what I mean, he had me bought my jersey. Crazy party when he came to the game, he like he didn't know me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But they brought him in the back, and I told him, you know what I mean, that uh, I watched him. You know, I'm a big wrestler fan. He came back and met everybody. We did a video uh, together. You know what I mean, he did a little spill. I did my little spill. So, but after after he, he talked to me at halftime, after he came meeting at halftime, he went back out. He bought the shorts. He bought the jersey. The headband and wristband. He had my jersey on, everything full decked out in glow kind of gear. He's like, he's he's super hype. He's super, you know what I mean, laid back. He's super cool. That's my man. We talk talk on a on a regular basis. That's my guy. That's so dope. he bought my jersey and everything. I'm like, yo, that's that's dope. That's respect that he bought my jersey and everything and put it on. You know what I mean? He let it be known on Twitter and all that stuff. Like, man, it, he was it was mad dope for him to come. Like uh, a couple other wrestlers we had. I mean, I ran into uh, Mark Henry, uh, Lashley. Bobby Lashley came to one of our games. Like, it's crazy. Oh, Seth Rollins came. When, that was when he hurt himself on his knee. When he, when he had tore his, his knee up and everything, he was he was on. Uh, he came to see us. 
we it was, I think we have a lot of records come. AJ Styles, I didn't get to meet him, but uh, my man's got to meet him, and he's on. He's he's like he's big. He's on the Generals. He's yeah. with uh, NXT now. His name is Back. He got signed with because AJ Styles. AJ Styles saw him because he's a big seven footer, solid, look like a biker. <laughs> he's seven foot player with the Generals, and now he's he signed NXT now. So I'm like, man, that's maybe that's mad though. I can't wait to see uh, my boy on on a, on a big screen back. I can't wait that he got my support 100. percent But yeah, I'm a huge wrestler fan. I'm a basketball player, but at heart, I'm a wrestler. <laughs> you gotta get they gotta get you on a WWE show on the co- yeah I like a, like a special guest. Yeah. Let me let me let me body slam somebody. Or, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind taking a bump. I wouldn't mind taking a bump getting slammed, man. You know what I mean? Hey, you I can do the, the backflip back off the uh, top top rope. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> Jump out the ring. I am with it. No, <laughs> no fear, no nothing. I'm definitely with it. Hey, like, definitely have me be a part. I wouldn't mind it. What about, um, I know you met, like, a lot of other athletes and celebrities and stuff like that. Like, who's, like, a couple people that you would want to, like, do a collab, like, basketball trick video with? Basketball trip video, like we met. I, I uh, ran to Chris Paul. He came to talk to us. Um, what's the name? The lead singer from Kiss came back and talked to us. It's like it's crazy how many. It, you, I'm trying to think. Well, I'm in my head, like I got pictures. Like I ain't seen so many people in such when go to L.A. So many celebrities have came to our game. It's like mind-boggling for them to come see us it's like in my head yeah. of course I still want to meet I still want to meet uh, Dwayne still want to meet The Rock definitely still my my top I love to do some even if I go to the gym if we work out a workout video together I love to do a workout video go to the uh, Paradise yeah. with uh, with The Rock and uh, Clang and Bang with some iron uh, who else Man, that's, that's, that's a lot Definitely do some of Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Ran into uh, Ludacris came to our game. I got to spin the, the uh, ball on his daughter's finger uh, with a pitcher. So definitely Ludacris, uh, Illinois boy. I think uh, so. I think I think you got to get. I think you got to get a Fast and the Furious movie too. <laughs> what? I, this is my next lane. That's my next lane. I want to do. I need to be. You know what I mean? I need to be in some movies. Like I would love to do some movies. Like I wouldn't mind jump joining in a Fast and Furious. Uh, I definitely wouldn't mind doing that. Be a, a villain, uh, a, a evil, a evil <laughs> dude. One of the one of the evil henchmen. I love tapping into that alter ego of being a villain. <laughs> I would love to. That's what I. We on the podcast right now. Anybody, anybody <laughs> needs <laughs> uh, uh, an actor or somebody, come holler at me. I'm ready for the big screen. <laughs> yeah, that'd, be, that'd be dope. What do you like to do when you're not uh, training or playing basketball? Oh, if I'm not, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big family person. I'm family oriented. I'm a huge, huge family. I, I, like if you see, you you see my yeah. Instagram, my Twitter. If you're training my, your you kids. Mean, I see. <laughs> yeah, it's it's my my Instagram and my social media is it's not you know I me. Mean? It's not not fake. It's not for front. You don't see me front on on none of my stuff. I'm I keep it real. I keep it one hundred with everything I do. I'm a big family person. I'm big on my family. So when I come home, I love to spend time with my family and just 
just all the time that I miss being on the road, I want to I wanna make up for it and we work out or play games or we just do something and have fun. But if I'm not working out, play with my, play with my family, um, I, I love motivational speaking. I do that as well. Go to schools and pop up on the schools and talk to like high school. I talk to high school kids and I talk to little kids, let them know about majority minorities. I talk to all kids, but I love uh, talking to minorities because the stuff that they've been through, I've been through some of it, or I've been through the same. Like, uh, all the stuff I've been through in my life, I can easily tap into the minorities. I mean, I can, I can easily tap into anybody else, but I'm closer, you know what I mean? You are, you know, closer with the minorities. I can really tap into them and help help them out, but... I love doing uh, motivational speaking on the side, but like I say, I love to tap into acting, getting on the TV screen or the TV or movies, but I'm just looking at just all around. Let's go all around, dude. Just, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> I love to help, help the world do my little part of helping. Yeah, actually. Change, great change and all that stuff. My father always tell me, still to this day, he tell me never put my uh, all my eggs in one basket. So I just shop around whether writing or reading, they find something to do productive. Just keep moving. I can't be still. Me being with the Globetrotters, I've been traveling around for nine years. It's hard for me to be still. Yeah. When I'm still, I feel like I'm not working. I feel like even though I'm just relaxing, you need to relax. But if I'm still, I feel like I, I could be doing something right now. <laughs> or I could be working. I could be getting better at something. Yeah, yeah. I ain't being still. Yeah, I feel I feel you on that. Like sometimes, I, sometimes I feel like I don't do something, but I I might I might have done like two things, but then I'm like, I felt like I didn't do anything, even though it was still two productive things, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, you could be, you could have a, I could have a full productive day and still feel like I I didn't do enough. Yeah, I feel you on that one. And and last one, what, what advice would you give to like maybe a young kid trying to go pro or be a Harlem Globetrotter? Oh man, I, I, I tell kids uh, all the time. Whether it's, it's whether it's sports or anything, you could be anything you want in life. Honestly, you can be any. I know I know it's cliche and people always say it, but you can be anything you want and do in life. It's just all up to you how much work you put into. It's going to be a lot of late nights, a lot of crying nights, a lot of stressful nights. But you have to stick with it and keep grinding and keep working. Whether you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, you know, a teacher, want to play basketball, football, whatever you want to do, you have to be able to put that extra work in. 100% is not enough. You have to go above that 110, 120 to be where you want to be because that, that 100% you think you're putting in, you can get hit with something in life and will derail you off track. What 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 you going to do then? You going to forget it? You going to stop? Because things getting hard, because you can't get past this obstacle. No, if something hitting you so hard, that means you're close to your goal. It doesn't hit you hard if you're not if you're not working. Life don't hit you hard if you're not working. If you're sitting around on the couch not doing anything, life is not going to hit you. But once you working towards your goals, once you getting towards that plateau that you want, life's going to hit you super hard. And when that, when life hits you super hard, that means you're close to your goal. You got to continue working. You got to work harder. You got to put that 110, 120%. And what I tell kids, I break this word down. I break the word down great. G-R-E-A-T. You take a G and an R off, you got to eat. In order to be great, you have to eat. You have to be hungry. You have to work. 
You got to be starving for greatness. Greatness not going to find you. You're going to have to work for greatness. Greatness not going to find you on the couch. You have to work towards it. You have to go get greatness. So all the kids that's out there wanting to, whatever you want to do, you got to work. It's going to be hard. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be easy. It's going to be super hard. But guaranteed when you get there, it's going to be well worth it. You're going to feel better about yourself and that confidence. You got to have self-confidence and take care of your mental. That's important. Take care of your mental because mental health is something serious, something I deal with as well. It's something serious you have to work with. You got to take time for yourself. You work so hard, you put yourself in a mental state. You got to take time for yourself, re- re- rekindle with yourself, uh, go back and talk to yourself, get to know yourself. As we get older, we work so hard, we forget about the number one person, ourselves. We forget to take care of ourselves. We forget to take time for ourselves. So we work it so hard, we build a character that's not ourselves. We too busy being somebody else because, you know, I mean, to get there in our life and forget who we really are. We have to take time to recap into ourselves. Tap into who you are. Remember who you are and where you came from. That definitely helps you get out that mental health, that mental issue, and help you get to that next plateau. You got to take care of your mental health and you got to work hard, period. I just got more motivated. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm about, man. I, I, you got to, man. It's, it's like, it's so much, so much stuff in this world that we can, you know what I mean, we can do and we can become, but we get so stagnant. You know what I mean? We get so comfortable. Yeah. We forget who we are. You know what I mean? That's when that mental health and all that stuff we get to, or we get so high, so high and mighty of ourselves. We think so high of ourselves and get to that point like, yo, like, come on now, you got to come down. You got to humble, you got to humble yourself. You got to know, but man, it's, it's, it's money out there. You just got to yeah. be willing to get it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on, on IG, I am Saul White Jr., S-A-U-L-W-H-I-T-E-J-R, and it's the same as Twitter, I am Saul White Jr. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.